0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back for your Wednesday episode of Locked On Browns. A lot to get to um, as we're going to continue Uh, Obviously, with some talk on uh, the dance, the dalliance of Mr. J.J. Watt and possibility of the Cleveland Browns. Um, If something were to break tonight, that'd be fantastic, but we're not going to guarantee anything. Your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On. Sent you joining me here this evening, and he was on during senior senior ball week. Um, actually looking through some archives today, it was an episode you guys thoroughly enjoyed. So, um, from with the first pick, Mr. Corey Kinnon. First off, Corey, uh, what part of Ohio were you in? Because I understand some spots it's dreadful, and some spots everybody kind of got a snoozer. Yeah, I live
0: in Columbus, so we got probably like four or five inches. So I mean, it was it was a good amount of snow for historically how it's Nothing been the past years. Ohio, but not, right, but it's not anything crazy. <laughs> I mean, so I, it's everybody was like, "Oh, we're gonna get like eight inches between the next like three days," and we got like four inches or something like that. So, um, but I'm sure it's worse up well, around. People the, don't I'm even wash like, up their cars for that, do they? No, no, I actually have had this conversation. It's just it's funny, because like growing up, like snow days and two hour delays were such a big thing. But like, snow is becoming less and less each year. And it's like, man, kids are growing up without even knowing what snow days are. And it's like, I would have been tortured, like having to go to school every day throughout the winter.
1: Yeah, and, well, and the worst were those days where you planned on it the night before. So you're like, all right, I won't do this. I can do it all day tomorrow while we're home. And then you woke up, you looked outside, you were like, oh, man, my ass is grass. And I'm mom and Mrs. Craig they're going to be the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Um, so uh, the J.J. Watt talk, uh, and obviously now you're seeing, uh, you know, uh, you literally can bet on anything these days. And we're seeing this now where the betting line has the Cleveland Browns as a favorite. We've tried to talk about this situation in a realistic spot where the Browns are a good destination for JJ Watt. Um, The other thing is, you know, with what's getting leaked guys, I'm going to tell you right now, what Mary Kay put out. And I know everybody says, Oh, the Browns don't leak things. You can leak what you choose to leak. And I think the Browns had some hand in this. And basically what it's saying is if it's not JJ Watt, it could be you, you, or you, if you are a major player, and the Browns feel that there is a spot for you to take this from winning one playoff game to playing in an AFC championship game, they are committed to making that step. So whether or not it turns out to be J.J. Watt, this was a message to a lot of guys who are either entering free agency or due to the way the salary cap is going to break down um, or eventually maybe going to have to part ways with the franchise they are at. with. This is a statement to NFL players. If you were good enough, you want to run, we'll write the check. We're praying you're going to deliver.
0: Right, and, and it could be. I mean, there's multiple camps who could leak stuff as well. It didn't have to be the Browns. It could have been J.J. Watt's camp that, that leaked something. To J.J. try J.J.
1: To... Watt's get, I mean, what is the leaking the Browns do for J.J. Watt's camp? Like, the Packers are going to write a bigger check because all of a sudden, they, I mean, that's the weirdest part. No, but the Steelers might. Hey, I mean, you don't know, have a lot of money, though. they don't have a lot of that's money that's the problem i mean are you gonna say yeah what do you tell ben hey can you take a 25 million dollar salary cut so we can let the Watt boys have their own room here in the facility so they can hang out and mom can bring in grilled cheese sandwiches on, t- on thursday morning
0: right i think that's the funniest thing that people are like oh he just wants to play with his brothers it's like this dude is not he, he's testing the market for the first time in ever in his career he's He's not entering with this mind made up and that he's gonna take some massive money so he, he goes can make there,
1: some... if he goes there, he's taking money out of his brother's mouth. This is right, his brother's right. contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, hey, T j, you should be the highest paid edge rusher in the NFL or at least top two. But uh, how about we give you thirty million less because you want to play with your big brother? Who the hell is gonna do that?
0: Right, Just so they can make more subway commercials together. It's like this, it's not gonna happen. So oh. I mean, it, and he's still a productive <laughs> pass rusher it'd be one thing if it's like oh well he hasn't played a full season in four years and you know his numbers are really dropping but the dude he's missed eight games all of last year but the two of the last three seasons no. he's played yeah. all 16 well, eight, games, game 19
1: not even 20 20 he played yeah. Yeah. 20 he played 16 played 90 almost 92 percent of the snaps on a right, team right, that was going nowhere
0: right and in he only played eight games last year 2019 he had an absorbent amount of qb hits so like his pressures were way up for even playing eight games like he had the the amount that he had in 2019 as he did all of this year like just an incredible amount and then 2018 another full season just two years removed from having 16 sacks so like and in 2019 or 2020 i'm sorry this year led the league of edge rushers in double teams so the highest double team rate which a lot of that can be credited he slides into the inside a lot so he's going to get a lot more double teams from the interior or whatever but he's still winning pass rush reps at a really high rate i think it was a top 10 like pass rush win rate as well so it's like even if he's not getting sacks he's eating up bodies which will give miles Garrett more single coverage more single single blocks to beat and so it's like so it's a win-win. He's winning, and he's also eating blocks for, for other people to win. So uh, he's certainly still worth the money. Um, he's not washed, certainly not washed either. So um, he's certainly a big target.
1: Look, the name still set, carries a certain amount of cachet. Um, and I know, look, people do this all the time. It, it, it feels like he's already being Olivier Vernon before he's become a member of the Browns. Oh, well, it's only five sacks. Oh, well, you know, it, it's finding every excuse not to be. He is still one of the best in the business at what he does. He's length. Yes, the athleticism is not exactly what it was when he first joined the league. Of course not. Not at his age. There's no way it's going to be. But you keep in mind that he's, you know, wingspan wise and almost six foot six, for God's sakes. This is what, you know, makes this intriguing. And even if he is not one of the greatest athletes at the position anymore, that's a benefit to him because he's essentially going to play with the guy who may just be the best athlete at the Ed's Magician now. Hey, guess what? You want to see those five sacks go up? Maybe he's not going to get double teamed anymore or you don't necessarily have to put him in the interior all the time. These are things Miles likes to do and Miles excels as well. The thought process here and, you know, and obviously we've spent time you with know, whether it's, you know, through the show, through the timeline, everybody talking about, you know, Coverage, 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 coverage. Well, one of the greatest ways to assist your coverage is to not have to worry about it. Um, if you're going to harass the living daylights out of the opposing team's corner, uh, you know, quarterback, Corey, you and I could be playing corner. If the guy is not going to get two and a half seconds to get the ball off, it doesn't matter who's on the island's.
0: Right, and another draw to, to J.J. Watt is that he can slide into the interior as well. So it's 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 no mystery that the interior of the defensive line was not great a year ago. Sheldon was average, I would say, but he's not carrying a $12 million cap hit to be average. Uh, Ogan Joby was downright horrible for most of the season. Elliott didn't, I mean, he took his lums, he was a rookie, so uh, I mean, he's a rookie at that. But you're losing a bunch of those guys. Out of those three, I named Elliot might be the only one to come back next year. So, yep. uh, having a guy yeah, can go inside back, in this now. is
1: not his forte. Even if Billings right. comes
0: back, this is not his forte. Right. So, having even that versatility allows you to still go into the draft and get a young guy for either the edge or the interior, or the yeah, or the interior, and still have a lot of your holes filled that that were lacking a year ago. Um, I still think defensive tackle is gonna be a guy that just as they have in the past, you add a guy on a one-year deal for cheap, add two guys on a one-year deal for cheap, because defensive tackles get rotated out like crazy. Um so having a guy that can go from the edge to the interior and be one of those rotational guys uh, keeps talent on the field and it's hundred percent worth the money. So and,
1: and for me, like I, I like and this is the part I shouldn't do this to myself because if it doesn't work out this is where I'll you know, I'll be crushed. But it's the part of, you know, that four or five seconds as the offense is approaching the line of scrimmage, Miles Garrett is not in a stance. J.J. Watt is not in a stance. And the two of them going, right, you take that, nerd. I'll take this, nerd. And the two of them are on the interior or other are on the outside. Or one taps the other says, no, 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 you take the outside, I'll take the inside. And just knowing the fear of death, that whoever that quarterback is, and, you know, trying to go through reads and just saying, oh, wait a minute, uh, my worst Worst offensive lineman now has a one-on-one with Miles Garrett. Oh, wait a minute. This is my second string center. And J.J. Watt is basically breathing fire into his face. I am going about to get killed. What they can do, and this isn't a knock on Olivier Vernon. It's not. Um, And if Olivier, if it was not for the Achilles injury, and we were, beating the drum, let's run this back because we finally got to see the player healthy that we were trying to tell you people that he is. But And everybody, well, Jeff, you are normally against older people, players, you're normally, first off, guys, it's not going to be $17 million. It's not going to be $17 million per season. And look, you can want, look, I have my beliefs on older players, this, that, and the other thing. Um, But when we're talking surefire, first ballot, Hall of Famers, transcendent players at the position, that crap goes out the window, guys. This is J.J. Watt. And if it's he's still interested productive. in coming it's still like, and we can yes. make the numbers work, absolutely.
0: It's not like they're signing a 38-year-old Willie McGinnis. It's, it's <laughs> 31, 32-year-old J.J. Watt who's still productive, who's still showing he, he can wreak havoc. So it's like the Browns used did, to be.
1: And he's not here for the money. J.J. Watt's already made his money. His Him, his wife, their children, whenever. Nobody's going to have to work. Whatever he makes here, this is I mean it's a third vacation home. It's you know a sixth car in the driveway. None of this is paying any bills for the Watt household
0: right, right. I mean, the Cleveland used to be the graveyard for kind of those those players who had their career already done and they just were looking for their last paycheck but But this is certainly much different than that where it's like, okay, we can win some games. But that defensive side of the ball, we gotta make some big old changes there. So, uh, JJ Watt would certainly be a big old change.
1: In a, a welcomed one, and if anything, it, it, it is name value, and it's the fact that your offensive line coach, your offense coordinator, your quarterback coach, your quarterback—they are going to spend the entire week on what do we do if they come out in this pa- in this pass rush set? What do we do if they come out in this pass rush set? Wait a minute, the two of them are on one side. Wait a minute, the two of them are in the middle. Wait a minute, and this is the thing that keeps people awake at night, and J.J. Watt can do this for this Browns defense. We're going to get to some wide receiver talk, and it's crazy that we say this, and, again, these classes just seem to almost stack the year before, and this has been going on pretty much since 2014. 2015, there were some, maybe some shades of gray, but after that, just absolutely took off. Uh, lots more to get to you here on Locked on Browns as Corey Kinnon joins along for the ride. Just because the NFL season is over doesn't mean your wagering appetite has to decline. There is still a possibility at BetOnline.ag, the only place we trust. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is the NBA, whether it is the NHL, whether it is NCAA basketball, NASCAR, MLB spring training opening tomorrow. Plenty of ways to whet your appetite. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, please, uh, new to the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On today. Peter Bukowski is doing a fantastic job. How he manages this and the major success of his Locked On Packers podcast. Pete's um, just a, a great, great guy in the industry um, and killing it with opening you know, new avenues here with Locked On Today. So go ahead and make sure you are checking that out as well. This wide receiver class, Corey, um, and, and it seems simple enough to use a silly phrase. It's like ice cream. Um, you'll find a flavor that's yours. Um, if you like short, quicker, fast guys, if you like, and, you know, obviously, God rest his soul, the bigger, faster guys, a Vincent Jackson type. There's everything, and there's everything in between. And everybody, this does not have to be about Odell and Jarvis. At the end of the day, the Browns will have, under contract for the 2021 season, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Donovan Peoples-Jones. Hodges is a free agent. Richard Higgins is currently a free agent. I'm not saying jettison him, don't jettison him. What I'm saying is you have to do your diligence here. If somebody offers Rashard Higgins $6 million a year, guess what? Hollywood is going to be doing his catwalk for somebody else. If somebody else values Kaderil Hodge for three, maybe $4 million because he's a valued special teamer, he's good in the run game, limited opportunities, you throw it to him, he catches it. These are poss- The Browns are going to start losing players to franchise similar to when the Browns used to just say, we don't care, we'll just pay you because we have money and nobody will ever come here. This is going to happen in reverse now. There's at least minimum, Corey, two open wide receiver spots as of now going into 2021, if not three, if you talk about maybe six where maybe one of them is a return man.
0: Yeah, so – Hodge is restricted, I believe, so that kind of plays okay. in because the brands can kind of tender him and then decide if they want to, like, if any other team wants to match that tender or not. So, but at the end of the day, he is kind of just a, a special teams guy. He's good in the run game as well. Could be um, upgraded, kind of,
1: sure. Certainly could, could be upgraded for
0: sure. Yeah, and I don't know how high they would value a tender on him to begin with. Um, but that could definitely play into them. But it, but Higgins again. Um, Six million seems about the money. That seems about the money, the money spot for him. Um, that they might. They're not, not paying be worth him six
1: million dollars if, no. if those other two top receivers are on this roster. They are not right. going to commit thirty-six million dollars to three wide receivers. No way. Right,
0: and uh, again, we don't ha- we don't want to talk too much about it. Doesn't have to be about <laughs> Gallard know, Jarvis, but
1: uh, it's funny this, Corey's head's going left and right right now. Like there's snipers trying to take him out for mentioning either one of those names
0: right but at the end of the day the wide receiver room <laughs> lacks speed absolutely lacks speed and it's killing them we talk all the we talked all of seats about the tight ends oh this is a tight end oriented offenses well you can't operate your tight ends you can't get your tight ends good looks if your receivers can't get past the 10 yard mark and separate and they're just clogging up the entire middle of the field um so One way or the other, they're going to draft a wide receiver. They might even do it a lot earlier than any of us expect.
1: Four Uh, picks in the top 100. Four picks in the top 100. If you're looking at that wide receiver. Exactly. And if you're saying, you know, I I probably need three pieces on D and I need something on offense in these top 100 picks, it's going to be a wide receiver. Right.
0: Right. How desperate they need to add a wide receiver depends on those two big name guys we talk about um so what i mean the league year and free agency happens before the draft so it's going to play itself out in one way or the other but for sure right now what we can say and for with certainty is that speed is a necessity um and so i like to look at these wide receivers and i kind of sort them into three different categories are they a true x receiver big-bodied guy who can also win off the line of scrimmage can beat press man coverage win outside the numbers um kind of do it all Uh, are they like a a speed slot guy who can be an extension of the run game? Um, or are they pretty much just predominantly a vertical threat? Um, I don't think they'll, they'll put too much stock into like the, into X receivers, like traditional X receivers. I don't really think that big bodied vertical threats, um, who don't really separate well or have, have speed translate to the NFL anymore. So I don't see a lot of, of effort going there. Um, but I do think they'll actively look for, uh, either a speed slot who can, again, be an extension of the run game or just a pure vertical threat um, when, when the draft rolls around.
1: So you're just going to let all that out and not give any names, Corey? Come on now. Okay, so what day, what day are we talking about here? So I Well, love- let's look at it this way. If we're looking – I mean, you, you probably think 20, uh, 26 is going to be defense somehow, some way. Then you get into 59, and then very similar to the third round last year, they'll have two selections within three picks late on day two. And depending on free agency, uh, I think 58 probably right away, it depends. If one of those two is not here, hell, 26 might come into play. But you definitely got to think 58 comes into play. Um, But if not, then then you're looking right there in that third round sweet spot. And it'll be the – first pick in the third round it won't be the second one because they're not going to say oh well we're going to sweat it out for two more picks and hope we can get our wide receiver there
0: right so with, with that being kind of the guardrails what I think is probably this front office's dream is if Rondale Moore somehow falls to 58 uh do I think that's highly likely absolutely not but I mean It might
1: be, it it might be with the lack of the season he had and we're not going to get tested. And, you know, there is the limited route tree question that came out today, blah, 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 blah. But I think that's okay. I think they want, no, but I think they want a, a wide receiver who can go deep, but I also think they want a receiver that they can say, he's got six yards. There's no defensive player over him. Baker, snap it, throw it to him.
0: Right. Uh, Again, these, the front office really loves production. They really love testing numbers and they really love when, di- when dudes produce at a young age. So um, those are the kind of the metrics they follow. And Rondale Moore was torching people at 18 years old. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, so Playing for
1: Purdue, he was torturing. Right. And I do believe there was a certain school in Columbus that everybody, I'm sure who watches the Browns saw that game. Okay.
0: Yeah, so rest in peace, Sean Wade. Way before this season ever happened, but uh, but yeah, so I think Rondale Moore kind of yeah he
1: kind of
0: he kind of checks all those boxes. Um, I love Tutu Atwell. If yep. they, they they took him at fifty six, if they waited till the third round and he he potentially fell, Daniel Jeremiah is very high on Tutu Atwell. So and he usually has his his thing like a pretty good pulse on the league, and so I don't know where the league kind of stands on him. Uh, but that that's another. Kind of slot speedster who who can make plays in the screen game, be an extension of the run game. Um, moving to to more of a vertical threat, uh, there is a young man out of Kent State who's probably going to fall to day three, mainly because he's an underclassman. So he declared as a junior out of the MAC in a shortened year with COVID. So just not sure how many eyes are going to get onto him. Um, actually, Mike from uh, Hawaii Browns Mike Huey put me on to him. Yes. Um Isaiah McCoy from Kent State, six foot three, 189-ish, I think, 183, something like that. Uh track star out of Georgia when he when he in in high school. Uh absolute vertical threat. Can win off the line of scrimmage. His change of direction is very good as well. Uh feisty run blocker. Um, the thing with McCoy, though, is he does have some pretty nasty drops. So um he would have to work on the jugs machine for sure. But, I mean, he's, he's a burner straight up. His route tree is, again, pretty vertical. But if that's what this offense is looking for, um, he's definitely a way to go as well.
1: And, look, the, the possibility, and if something is shaken up between the top two, that automatically brings in the possibility of this maybe isn't a one trip to the wide receiver position, Corey. It could be two trips. And so that puts you to later on Isaiah McCoy probably fits in that spot name or two later on sixth, maybe that late seventh. Right. For me, one is Tanner and Terry, uh, out of Florida state and all these Florida state guys is here. And this is what's going to hurt every one of these guys is how, because you literally, you're not going to get the time with them that you would during the normal years, guys, what the hell happened? Your program went to crap. You got a new coach. It was – the season didn't go out, and a lot of guys checked out. And, you know, no, 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 we're committed to playing the season, but then checked out halfway through. We'll see how that's – it's a very, very weird year for Tamaront Terry and, honestly, anybody who wore the Garnet in gold this year. But a couple other Day 3 names?
0: Yeah, I think Daz Newsom out of North Carolina fits the bill as yeah. well. Everybody wants to talk about the other one.
1: Everybody always right. wants to talk about the other one. He doesn't get enough talk.
0: Not at all. Not at all. And he's electric. I mean, they're both super explosive. Um, But I I think he won more outside the numbers than than Brown did, where Brown operated a lot out of the slot. Um, So that might be an appeal for them. Um, For going back to the kind of speedy slot role on day three, uh, North Texas's Jalen Darden is another another name that I like. Highly, highly productive. Um, He is a senior. But on day three, and he didn't take a redshirt year either. So, I mean, he's, he, he might be a younger senior. And on day
1: three, the they age, might. You know, the age, It's not going to be that much of a factor, yeah.
0: Right. So, Jalen Darden is another name that I, that I like on day three as well.
1: He is Corey Kinnon, and he is bringing the fire here on Lockdown Browns. We're going to get to a little bit more here with Corey in just a minute. The improved bill Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. There may be more on the way, folks. Six new flavors as of now. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond, crisp. The latest to the Built Bar lineup. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Oh, by the way, thanks, Built Bar, for the package today. Loving those. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cherry Barcia bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code locked on. For 20% off at com. Corey, we talk about all this, and it's great. We get so passionate during the draft process. We're a month away. St. Patrick's Day is when the official, no tampering, you know, because I'm sure people are going to be monitoring Zoom calls uh, for that type of stuff. There's gonna to have to be a little work, legwork done in free agency, whether it's what's in-house already that are expiring contracts, BJ Goodson, maybe one if it's he's willing to sign a similar deal. Uh Carl Joseph, another. And this is probably more defensive laden, unless those two big wide receivers who love to be around each other so much would like to shave ten million dollars off the cap for 2021. Just saying. Just say it'd be nice. You know, if you guys want to keep the relationship going and you guys are all so cool with each other. And this ain't a knock on either one of them. Brown's into extra money here if you guys truly want to start talking Super Bowl. But Corey, it's gonna to have to be something done in free agency.
0: Yeah. Um, I would expect most of those dudes on one year deals to probably see the door. Uh so okay. Sandel obviously is gone.
1: Oh, well, one I think we well, obviously yeah.
0: Uh, Joseph I would assume is probably gone. Bj Goodson is the guy that Joseph I think, might yeah.
1: have played himself better into a little bit more money for somebody. Somebody's going to get suckered in and maybe going four, maybe five. Right. And
0: safety just seems like another position. They're not going to spend a lot of money in free agency, but safety seems like another position that they might, um, especially because like,
1: well, the thing would be is how do you pay Carl Joseph, Andrew Sandejo four times, maybe the money that you're playing Ronnie Harrison and Grant Elpe, who you ideally want to play over them.
0: Right, right. Um, But I do think safety on the market might be an area they want to spend some money. I know they sniffed around Justin Simmons a little bit, like at the trade deadline. So if that's indicative, that would seem to indicate that they would be willing to not only trade for him, but then pay him on top of that. So kind of double dipping um,
1: into their assets. Ben Albright Albright says it's a great story and uh, and that's fine. He says, but, you know, everybody in Denver seems to be stunned if Denver's not writing that check. Right, right. I would assume he's not going anywhere. But well, you just pay. Well, it's yeah, just pay Drew Locke nothing to be a crappy quarterback, and you can have a really nice safety for fourteen million.
0: Right, right. Uh, I will be interested. I think wide receivers uh, could be will be addressed here as well. I don't expect they're they're not going to go out and try to get Chris Godwin, who's not going to hit the market anyway, or Allen Robinson, or any of the big names. But depending on, I, I am interested in guys who have been semi-productive and would fit the offense really well. But price tag is kind of like iffy on them. So like Corey Davis is one of the guys where it's like, Oh, what's the price tag on him? I think he'll end up getting more money than they'll be willing to pay. Um, Sammy Watkins is another guy who I'm like, Oh, if if he comes at a pretty cheap cost, I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah. Um, linebacker. They're not going to give a linebacker big money.
1: No. They, they, might, maybe they get one to fall into their lap because of the fact that the cap is so restricted this year. And if they're able to, you know, open it up a little bit, but that's again, and we've talked about this. They look at this linebacker position for 2020 and said, we won. Yeah. We told you, we didn't have to pay and we got what we, we got what we paid for. Right.
0: Right. Again, defensive tackle, they'll probably add one or two just like they did last year. So, um man, who are some guys that fit that mold i mean billings coming back is huge ogan if he if he wants to take limited money and actually values himself appropriately he could be back but uh <laughs> ogan i would assume is going to tr- of course he's going to try to cash in and some teams going to going to see him and probably give him more than the browns are willing to pay him i guess they're going uh, to like, right right uh, <laughs> I would like to take a little bit of a look at Derek Wolf. depending on how yeah, okay. much money Derek Wolf is going to look at, because uh, he's another guy who can kind of go inside or out. Um, offensive line, they're pretty good. They're very good, actually. I don't, um, I,
1: I don't know if they're even going to make a move on the offensive line. Because you bring Drew it. Forbes back into this rotation. There's going to be guys that they may be high on, and they're going to be like, Dude, I have zero spot for you. Do you right. want to come to camp as the 10th offensive lineman, the 11th offensive lineman, and then you get traded on Labor Day weekend?
0: Right, right. I would not anticipate any move there. Kawan Short's going to be a no from me. He just hit the market today, but he's injured. He barely <laughs>
1: played this year, and he has a shoulder injury. So if, if he got waived due to injury, first off, I want to know how he got injured because he didn't play. But, you know, that's not the move you're you're going for here.
0: Right. Um, so really, we're like, honestly, just looking at defensive line and in the secondary, uh, a guy on the defensive line who does have intrigue for me, kind of along the same lines of Joseph, a former first round pick didn't really pan out. And the Browns are like, okay, we'll give you a deal. But Solomon Thomas, yes, it'd be a guy. He's not going to be expensive. He's still super
1: young. Um, and the best thing to do with him is to understand that he is a tweener and use him as such. Right. And good news for the Browns
0: is they need help both off the edge and both inside. So, uh, Solomon Thomas is definitely a dude that I would be interested in. Him and Derek Wolf are the two names that are really sticking
1: out to me along the defensive line on this list right now that
0: I'm
1: peeking I'm at. See, for me, like, you know, where I was talking about my scenario of the defensive line waiting to the last absolute second to get set, Solomon Thomas f- fits into that equation. Um, you could do it with a Porter Gustin if he was still here. You could do it with a Sheldon Richardson if he comes back on a discounted rate. You could, I mean, there's still Curtis Weaver in-house. But the point is is to get yourself to an eight, nine-man rotation, understanding that Miles Garrett is going to need seven to ten plays off per game. You bring in J.J. Watt, you want the best return of that investment. You're talking more than ten. Now you're talking maybe fifteen. And you want these guys – and, look, Miles is growing in his run defense. And, you know, J.J. can be someone to explain, hey, there is a way to do this athletically. You don't have to do it the dirty way. You know, take the hits, take all the absorption, use your athleticism. And there's, you know, obviously tricks of the trades that can be shared there. But one of the biggest keys to assisting this coverage unit is to just strengthen this defensive line. And they are in a prime position to do it. And there's an agents I have spoken with. Everybody understands their cell phones are by them. There's going to be a lot of phone calls made between now and March 17th, where it's, hey, can you at least give me a million and a half off the cap? So, just give me some sort of wiggle room somewhere. Look, we don't want to get rid of you. But, you know, if we want to take that next level, there's got to be more in the house here with that we have confidence in to taking us to that level
0: yeah absolutely and again the a lot of people will look at the the cap numbers and be like oh my gosh the browns have all this cap space to use but they really don't there's a reason they rolled over the large amount of money they did i mean they're anticipating baker's extension they're anticipating denzel's extension uh but with that being said if the browns were to give out one big contract uh, I would anticipate it being in the secondary. Well, I guess JJ Watt too would be a, a semi-big contract, but I would love. I think Marcus what the, the way they're
1: defense. viewing it is: is first two picks would be cornerback edge. If we can get JJ Watt, then guess what? That gets edge out of being within talked about within the first two picks, and then guess what? We'll double up on secondary that way.
0: Right, and it clears a path for Ifiatu Melifonwu to become a Brown. So.
1: We solved it. We lifted. We <laughs> absolutely nailed it, Corey. There you go. Absolutely, yeah, wait, but wait, I- wait, wait, was it you who put this out? Are, are people mentioning safety? Safety? Yes. Yes, I oh, saw Matt man. Miller listed as a safety on his big board. Matt. Yeah. Cause is he watching his brother's film?
0: I, I don't know,
1: but he it safety in
0: two years so. Right. No, uh, no. Speaking of safeties, I would spend a lot of money on Marcus Williams. If there was one player they're going to spend a lot of money on, I'd spend a lot of money on Marcus Williams.
1: The ball seems to find Marcus Williams. And Marcus Williams, well, except for that one time. Um, we won't get to that. Um, but the ball seems to find Marcus Williams. And Marcus Williams, obviously, uh, he is upper echelon. And the thing with Marcus Williams is, is you would be able to figure out this three safety setup really, really quick. Because you know what, Grant, do your thing, go all over. Ronnie, get closer to the line of scrimmage because you're built essentially like the same linebackers we're trying to play. Uh, Marcus, and it almost seems like a little jokingly to say it, um, we used to do this thing when Greg Williams was here where we used to hang (laughs) a safety back and he kind of looked like a punt returner. But you want to know what? Just You don't even come to the huddle, bro. If it's second and long, it's third and long, just just stay that 20 yards back and just do what you got to do.
0: Absolutely. And he's, he's been in the league for four years and he's not even 25 years old yet. So he's baby, still super baby. young. He's 25 by the time the season started.
1: Uh, so it's somebody worth spending money on. Um, and he's a again, guy actually in a really bad spot, Marcus Williams, because now with the cap, the way it is, because I mean, safeties, where well, they were going, what, 14, $15 million. Marcus Williams would have been one of those players to somebody. Um, but if he finds that money, God bless him. But I just don't know the opportunities there with the way the cap restrictions are. His anticipated market value is nine point four million dollars
0: a year right now, according travesty. to tracks That's a
1: travesty yeah. because that was—I mean, this—you're talking about a guy
0: who was thirteen plus easily. Right, and do you know how many times this past season Denzel Ward got laid out to dry because they didn't have a safety who was able to able to roll over the top? Having a having a safety who has that ability, who has the range to. To flip his hips and go from one hash to the other in a blink of an eye is is transformational for a defense. You can bracket speed receivers and then put Denzel Ward on another dude. You can you can do a lot of things with your defense rather than saying Denzel, sorry, we don't have the personnel. You got to hang with this guy all the way down the field. Uh, and so, a, a true rangy free safety
1: <laughs> is worth the money, in my opinion. Oh, no question, especially when you know you also have two safeties that you were essentially. Not paying anything to right now, which appears to be their plan. Uh, Corey, the last couple times he's been on, Corey's energy is through the roof. Um, I'm just a little upset I didn't have him on during the offseason last year. Uh, But Corey is locked, loaded, and ready to go as far as whatever the uniqueness and weirdness of this 2021 NFL draft. But I'm going to tell you right now, Corey Kinnon is on it and on it in spades. Check out everything over uh, uh, with the first pick, as you know, Corey is just crushing it right now. Make sure you are following as well at Real Corey Kinnan. I like when you throw the real out there. Is is there a fake Corey Kinnan? Do we, do we have no? Any?
0: So I did that ironically when I was in high school. So like in 2011 or 2012, I did that ironically, and then like I don't know, thought it was funny, and it's just okay. kind of stuck around, and I haven't changed it. So
1: no reason to now, sir. No reason. Now on the, the highway, we're running. Not at all.
0: Everybody knows um, so me.
1: Absolutely. Everybody check out. Uh, like I said, you know, Corey's been doing a fantastic job here. Um, You'll cover in the draft and just his work in general. And you know, I spoke about Sam last night. I spoke about Corey here tonight. Uh, these are two younger guys within the Browns community. And the coverage is excellent. And I will always, this is one thing I will do with the opportunity of this show, is try to promote those who deserve to be promoted. Because there are plenty who get the promotion they do not deserve. It is time to start getting the promotion to those who deserve it. Sam Penix last night, Corey Kinnon here this evening. Uh, The show itself, um, as you guys know, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. The rate and the review, guys, I'm serious about that part. Can you please take care of that? Keep those coming. All right. As we're going to go through some changes here, as Locked On is now affiliated with Tegna, um, you will be able to find Locked On as well soon through radio.com. As we continue to grow, again, thanks because none of this happens without you. Um, these opportunities are not handed out. They are given to, you know, through you know the work of this network. And we all just couldn't be more thankful. And it just basically pushes us to strive further and further to give you the best coverage we can day in, day out. Again, at Lockdown Browns on Twitter, follow back account, DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore DMs are open over there. A lot of flexibility with the offseason. Ideas, thoughts for the show. Um, send them over. We, we're you know, always looking for something different. You think it's weird. It's probably not. Um, you know, Pete and I will argue in about a month and a half about ham and all that good stuff as we have our fun with the weirdness of things of the offseason. Uh, but appreciate you all. Uh, again, make sure ch- uh, ch- you're checking out everything Corey Kinnon is doing with the first pick. Just a phenomenal effort. Phenomenal work. thorough and well-thought-out process from the stuff from Corey. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go brown.